Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the word. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. And uh, if you have not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on our website, Bible In-Depth Network, on all podcast platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, you name it, you will find us there. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you even as you go ahead to listen. Because this is the reason. There is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. Everybody who wants the Lord to reveal his word to you, he will come out and he will reveal his word to you. So you just wait on him. You just study the word and uh, you let him speak. He will indeed reveal his word to you. Now, we are handling the book of Ezekiel, and uh, we had quite some episodes looking into the history of Israel straight from the time of their captivity until where they are right now. Israel, from uh, the Babylon captivity to death, what have been the affairs there, we looked at it, we looked at how Israel as a nation has suffered through the years, we looked at um, the changes in leadership, changes in empires, and what did that imply uh, for the nation of Israel as these changes went on? And uh, we yesterday we looked at the major alliance that is spoken of in Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight, and that's where I'll start from as we continue to read through the chapters of this book. And um, Ezekiel thirty-eight. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Gog of the land of Magog. And uh, it goes on and says, The prince of Rosh, we looked at this yesterday, and saw that Gog is a leader, being spoken of. The land of Magog, of course, is a land, a place. And when they say the prince of Rosh, this implied modern-day Russia, the, the prince still, that Gog, as a leader, the the prince or the leader of Russia. Then they talked about uh, Meshosh and Tubal, which represented modern-day Turkey. And uh, he kept on and said, And prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshosh, and Tubal. Of course, these represent Russia and Turkey. And he says, I will turn you about and put hooks into your Jaws, and I'll bring you out all your army, horses and horsemen. Now, when they talk horses and horsemen, you might uh, try to look for the horses and the horsemen in uh, these nations right now, in these modern-day nations, and not find them. But it's practically practically implying uh, warfare, armory. Yeah, all of them splendidly attired, and a great company with buckler and shield. All of them wielding swords. You may not find swords now, but you'll find guns of all types. Then verse 5 kept on saying, Persia, which represents modern-day Iran, Ethiopia, which could represent Sudan, and Put, which represents Libya, with them, all of them, with shield and helmet, Goma, with all its troops. Goma is a debate on whether it's Germany or a representation of just a section 
of still modern day Turkey and Beth Togama still modern day Turkey remote from the remote parts of the north with all its troops and many peoples with you. So we saw an alliance and we see an alliance that starts here in Ezekiel 38 of Russia, of Turkey, of Sudan, of uh, Libya and of Iran. Of course, these are all not having good terms with Israel right now. So when they are spoken of as those that will lead an alliance, does not shock you much given the relations that they have right now that these will be key in leading this invasion that will happen for or in the land of Israel. And says, be prepared and prepare yourself, you and all your your, your companies that are assembled about you and be a guard for them. After many days, you will be summoned. In the latter years, you will come into the land that is restored from the sword. This uh, being spoken of here by Ezekiel, the latter years, they are the years to come, and the years are almost here. After many days, you will be summoned in the latter years, and you will come into the land that is restored from the sword, whose inhabitants have been gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had been a continual west. The mountains of Israel we looked at yesterday and the gathering of the Israelites we looked at yesterday that they have been gathered. They were gathered straight before the time of their independence and they went back home. And uh, the section of the mountain of Israel is uh, one that is under a lot of debate. That's the West Bank. Because when they came, as we saw yesterday still, uh, there was a portion that remained for Palestine and uh, a section that was given to Israel. Currently, Israel occupies the Gaza Strip as it was, was evacuated by the Israelites in a very painful manner, by the way, that their own government had to go and uh, tell the Israel, the people who had settled there, the Israelites, to leave uh, Gaza. It was a painful process that was done, and they were evacuated from the Gaza Strip, where they left the Palestinians now, being led by the Hamas, uh, group right now and now the West Bank and East Jerusalem during the uh, six day war in 1967 we saw Israel occupy or annex that region and Israel is not willing to let go of that region reason they say it belongs to us though by the uh, the partition that was made by the UN it didn't give the West Bank to them but they annexed it and now they say by international law that Israel occupies it illegally. Though Israel, with records, with history, says that land belongs to us. The West Bank and East Jerusalem. East Jerusalem, that's where you find the Temple of Solomon. That's where you find uh, the holy sites. Many of the holy sites are located there. In uh, the West Bank, you find Judea. You find Samaria. These are places that Israel said belong to us. And when you read the Bible truthfully, they have a point there that this is our land. It was for our forefathers, so it belongs to us. So they've been occupying steadily a place that was a continual west. These mountains of Israel, they are occupying them. And of course, that's the reason you have so much conflict going on between Palestines and the Israelites because of this presence within the West Bank. But here he says... Uh, they would have been gathered back, but its people were brought out from the nations and they are living securely, all of them. You go up, you come like a storm, 
You will be like a cloud covering the land, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. He's telling this great alliance, this major alliance, that you shall come and attack and invade the land of Israel. Invade these people. Thus says the Lord God, it will come about on that day that thoughts will come into your mind and you'll devise an evil plan and you'll say, I'll go up against the land of unwalled villages. I'll go against those who are at rest, that live securely, all of them living without walls and having no basil gates to capture spoil and to seize plunder and to turn your hand against the west places which are now inhabited and against the people who are gathered from the nations who have acquired cattle and goods who live at the center of the world now. He's telling him this prophecy going out to 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 Gog, to the leader of this alliance, says you devise a plan. Now, plans have been devised against Israel. Numerous of them. Many of them. And they still go on. And alliances are created against Israel. Mostly by the Arab nations. And uh, here we are being told, they will come up with a plan. A good reason to attack. Of course, the Palestinian cause is one of the major reasons that you look at and predict will be the cause of this conflict because the Palestinians say, leave our land. The Israelites say, that is our land. The Palestinians, majority being Muslims, they are joined by the Muslim world. They have alliances with the Muslim world to try and get their land back from the Israelites, as they claim. But Israel does not want to know that. It does not even give an ear to it. It does not want even anybody to mention it because they say that is a place straight from the Bible. When we read through the Bible, that was a land. When you read through our history, it was given to us straight from our fathers. And now they are saying they will be living peacefully. When they are saying cattle and uh, goods, yeah, they, they imply it will be a place that is prospering. Yeah, And right now, if you check, even when you go check through the images, Israel prospers. The West Bank prospers. The uh, modern homes right there. You know, sometimes you might think that when you're talking Israel, they are living in tents. You need to go and check um, photos and images and videos of that place, of the West Bank, of the former Judea and Samaria. Those places look so beautiful. They've been built in modern style. They have universities. They have beautiful homes. They have kids. They have everything that you want. So here they say they would have acquired their prosperity. They would be living in the best way possible. And of course, they are considered to be living at the center of the world. That position in Jerusalem, that place in the, is considered by many, mostly by the Jews, by the way, that it is the center of the world. And here the Bible does not speak otherwise. Yeah? And it goes and says, Sheba and Didan and the merchants of Tashish, with all its villages, will say to you, Have you come to capture spoil? Have you assembled your company to seize plunder? To carry away silver and gold? To take away cattle and goods to capture great spoil. Hmm? Have you come to destroy? Have you come to steal? Because still there, 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 there is resource there for Israel. We saw uh, yesterday how Israel made a, um, an agreement with the European Union to supply natural gas. When Russia, in its war with Ukraine, um, posed its sanctions as well, in retaliation with the sanctions being placed upon them, 
to cut the supply of natural gas, Israel comes out and says, we shall be the alternative. We shall supply uh, the natural gas to you. Now, that decision that they make to supply natural gas also lets you know that they are rich in supplies. They are rich in resources and they can supply the world. So when they are saying they will come to collect spoils to take away riches, that does represent that. Verse 14, therefore prophesy, son of man, and say to Gog, thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel are living securely, will you not know it? You will know they are living securely. Yeah, and however much there is debate on who owns that place. Here, when you read the Bible, it says they are living securely. That's their place. They are not living there in any manner that conflicts. Of course, there was an evacuation in the Gaza Strip, but the West Bank looks unlikely to have an evacuation of Israelis. So, you come from your place out of the remote parts of the north, the place, the nation that is north of Israel, the major nation spoken of north of Israel here, even when you check the map, is the Federation of Russia. It's a section of Russia that's being spoken of. You and many peoples with you, that's the alliances that we've looked at that will gather with him as Russia. All of them riding on horses, a great assembly and a mighty army. Yeah, Horses here, you can switch it to the modern day and put planes and put... Uh, all sorts of weaponry that is being used. Uh, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great assembly and a mighty army, and you will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It shall come about in the last days. This speaks of the last days. This invasion is an announcement of the last days. Yeah? And it's clear here. You shall come about in the last days that I'll bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am sanctified through you before their eyes, O Gog. This leader of this alliance is being told, you shall come in the last days against my people, against my land. This has a resemblance to the Pharaoh situation that I will bring you against them and the reason is, I want to show nations who I am. I want the nations to know me, that I am God, because I will sanctify, I will show my glory to the nations by this act that you're going to do. And then he goes on in verse 17, says, Thus says the Lord God, Are you the one of whom I spoke in the former days, through my servants and the prophets of Israel? who prophesied in those days for many years that I'll bring you against them, it will come about on that day when God comes against the land of Israel, declares the Lord God, that my fury will mount up in my anger, in my zeal and in my blazing wrath. I will declare on that day there we will surely be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. He's saying the day this alliance comes against Israel, this alliance that we looked at starting with Russia, with Iran, with Turkey, with Sudan, and with Libya. When they come, there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. And this will happen when the earthquake happens. The fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the field, all the creeping things that creep on the earth, and all the men who are on the face of the earth will shake at my presence. The mountains will also be thrown down. 
The steep pathways will collapse and every wall will fall to the ground. I'll call for a sword against him on all my mountains, declares the Lord. He's saying, after you've assembled, you've entered the land, I'll send an earthquake that has never been seen. We have seen earthquakes of all types of magnitudes, of all kinds. But this earthquake spoken of that will happen in that time, during that war, or that invasion has never been seen. And they say every man's sword will be against his brother. This reminds me of, of the war that happens earlier when we read in the book of Kings where over the, the enemies that come to attack Israel starts to kill each other. They start to kill one another. And here he's saying every man's sword will be against his brother. Those that have come in the alliance will start to kill one another. Those are miracles. Wars that happen and God comes and gets involved in them and does things that you do not expect. That will be something they don't expect. Now, the beauty of this is you read about an invasion that is to come and you know the results. So it's practically when that invasion comes, you are waiting for the events that are going to happen. And as you have read them in the Bible, you will wait for the alliance, the members of the alliance to start killing one another. Because it's been spoken of here, predicted, prophesied, what is going to happen. Every man's sword will be against his brother. Everyone with a gun will point it to the one he came with, and they shall start to kill each other. And it says, with pestilence and with blood, I will enter into judgment with him. And I will reign on him and on his troops, and on the many peoples who are with him. Listen, what will reign? A torrential rain with hailstones, fire, and brimstone. The last we read of these, some of these issues, they happen in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. So there will be a view of such nature in that war. For those that will be around to witness that, on the news you shall see rain fall down, hailstones, fire, and brimstone. And this will be a miracle. Because it's spoken of here, but that's how God will fight for the nation of Israel. And says, I'll magnify myself, sanctify myself, and make myself known in the sight of many nations. And they will know that I am the Lord. That's how God will show. We've not been put uh, to consideration here that there will be, a, of course, there will be defense that comes out from Israel. But their battle here is not being fought by them. As the army of Israel it's being fought by God himself. And he comes out and says, I will show you. And after I've done that, the nations shall know. They shall understand that I am the God of Israel. I defend them. I fight for them. You cannot attack them and win. That's the promise God makes. And that is something that we're going to see in that battle that is to come. And you, son of man, chapter 39, prophesy against Gog and say, prophecy goes on. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tubal. Remember, we said Rosh represents Russia. Meshesh and Tubal represents modern Turkey. And says, And I will turn you around, drive you, take you up from the remotest parts of the north, and bring you against the mountains of Israel. This one we've already seen. I will strike your bow from the, your left hand and dash down your arrows from your right hand. You will fall on the mountains of Israel. And he goes on and says, You and all your troops and all the peoples who are with you, 
I'll give you as food to every kind of predatory bird and beast of the field. He's saying you will fall in that land that you've come to invade. When that war happens, they will start killing each other. They will be attacked by the Israelites themselves as an army. God himself will involve himself with forces that will kill those people. As many as they shall come, they shall fall in the field. And he clearly says, Gog, you too the leader, shall fall on the mountains of Israel. And says, you will fall on the open field. For it is I who have spoken, declares the Lord. When God has spoken, he has spoken. It shall be. It shall happen. And this is also a message to us in our daily lives. If God has spoken, you need to know that his word shall be fulfilled. If God has spoken something into your life, believe and know that it shall be fulfilled. If God has spoken hope for you, don't turn down the hope. Take on the hope and say, Thus says the Lord, God has spoken about my scenario, about my situation, and I believe in him, and it shall come to pass. There is a word that has been spoken into your life, and I want to let you know today that God shall fulfill it. Do not be dismayed. Do not be worried. Trust in the Lord, and you shall see his goodness. Now here he's speaking to this great alliance, saying, you shall fall in that field. We have confidence of the results of the war that shall happen. We have confidence and know of the results of this war that shall take place in the invasion of Israel in the latter days. We know who will fall. It won't be Israel. And he says, And I'll send fire upon Magog and those who inhabit the coastlands in safety. And they will know that I am the Lord. There is also a fire that goes on not only here, but in that land of Magog that we've looked at. My holy name I will make known in the midst of my people, Israel. And I will not let my holy name be profaned anymore. Now here, he's saying, I will make my name known in the midst of my people, Israel. When you get into the life of Israel today, um, there are many, they are living there in the land, but there are also many of them, a very great percentage that does not profess the faith. Now, there is a split in belief right now for the Jewish people right there in Israel. You have over 80% who are totally on Judaism. Uh, when you get into the detail and study of Judaism, it, you know, sometimes we, we think that all Jews are Christians, they believe in Jesus, but no, that's not the fact. Majority of them re- still take the Torah as key and they believe in the Torah as it is. And all these things that they, we keep saying, for them they believe that the Messiah is yet to come. As Christians we believe in Jesus Christ. He came, the Son of God. For them, majority, over 80%, they believe the Messiah has not come yet. And uh, for them, their belief, their Judaism system is totally on a separate note. So 80%, you have about 2-5% that are Christians in uh, the population of the Jews in Israel. And then you also have Muslims because it was a place that was uh, also led at one point by the Muslim fraternity. And uh, here, when he says, I'll make my name known in the midst of my people, Israel, he's saying... 
those who do not know me, those who do not profess the faith, they shall know me. And they shall not profane my name anymore. And he says, and the nations will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. So the message shall not just go to the Israelites only, to let them know about uh, the power of God and the God they're supposed to serve, but even to the other nations who have all the other gods that they are worshipping, they will know that, no, there is a greater power. There is a greater God. And that's the God of Israel. And says, Behold, it is coming, and it shall be done, declares the Lord. That is the day of which I have spoken. It shall come to pass. You shall see it. We have not yet seen that day. It is coming. It's in prophecy. Then those who inhabit the cities of Israel will go out and make fires with the weapons and burn them. Both shields and bucklers, bows and arrows, war clubs and spears. And for seven years they will make fires for them. They will go and gather. Because remember, the members of the great alliance would have fallen down on the field. They will gather their weapons, gather their armory, everything that they have, and they shall put it to fire. And here we are told that this shall happen for seven years. Now, if you're going to destroy these things for seven years, it would imply this is a great army that came to fight you. They will not take wood from the field or gather firewood from the forest, for they will make fires with the weapons. They will use these weapons, these exact weapons, to destroy the weapons that they have. They will take the spoil of those who despoiled them and seize the plunder of those who plundered them, declares the Lord. On that day, I will give Gog a burial ground there in Israel. The valley of those who pass by east of the sea, and it will block off those who pass by. So they will bury Gog there and all his horde, and they will call it the valley of Hamon Gog. All the people that shall perish in this alliance shall not be flown back home for burial. They shall be buried right there in the land of Israel. That's what the prophet says. For seven months the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. This implies they will keep burying because there will be so many bodies lying on the streets in the land of Israel and they will keep burying them for a long time. Even all the people of the land will bury them and it will be to their renown on the day that I'll glorify myself, declares the Lord. They will set apart men who constantly pass through the land, burying those who are passing through. Even those left on the surface of the ground in order to cleanse it. Yeah, they'll keep burying to cleanse the land. At the end of seven months, they'll make a search. As those who pass through the land pass through and anyone sees a man's bone, they'll set up a marker by it until the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hamon Gog. And even the name of the city will be Hamona. They will cleanse the land. They say they don't want a bone left. They will have to bury everything. As for you, son of Mantha, says the Lord God, speak to every kind of bird and to every beast of the field. Assemble and, and come. Gather from every side to my sacrifice, which I'm going to sacrifice for you. Now they are talking to Ezekiel. As a sacrifice on the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. You will eat the flesh of the mighty men and drink the blood of the princes of the earth. As though there were rams, lambs, goats, and bulls, and all of them fatlings of Bashan. So you will eat fat until you get glutted and drink blood until you're drunk. 
from my sacrifice which I have sacrificed for you, you be glutted at my table with the horses and charioteers, with the mighty men and all the men of war, declares the Lord God. I will set my glory among the nations, and all the nations will see my judgment which I have executed and my hand which I have laid on them. And the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord their God from that day onward. Even those who don't believe right now, they shall know that he is God. The nations will know that the house of Israel went into exile for their iniquity that we looked at in the earlier books. Because they acted treacherously against me and I hid my face from them. So I gave him into the hand of their adversaries and all of them fell by the sword according to their uncleanness. And according to their transgressions, I dealt with them, and I hid my face from them. This we saw from the past books. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Now I will restore the fortunes of Jacob, and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. The whole house. That's key for discussion. The whole house of Israel. Everyone with the label of Jew. He says, I will have mercy on them. They will forget their disgrace and all their treachery which they have perpetrated against me when they live securely in their own land and with no one to make them afraid. Because this alliance will have the nations that have been the major worry for Israel and it will all be down. So there won't be any more fear that somebody is going to come against this nation of God. When I bring them back from the peoples and gather them from the lands of their enemies, then I shall be sanctified through them in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God because I met them going to exile among the nations and then gathered them again to their own land. And I will leave none of them there any longer. I will not hide my face from them any longer for I will have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the Lord. He says, in that time, I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel. And there will be revelations that shall come to them. Whatever disbelief that many see there in that land, there shall be things brought to clarity. They shall know the saving power of God and how God has delivered them from something they never expected to be saved from. And they shall witness and say, God has been our salvation. And they shall believe in him. And all nations shall know that day about the power of God and how he has defended his people, Israel. The invasion of Israel that is going to come, the results unknown. We read them in scripture. We know how it will end. The great alliance of Russia, of Turkey, of Sudan, of Iran, and of Libya, and all the other nations that will join them shall be crushed. And Israel shall have its victory. As the prophecy of Ezekiel speaks in Ezekiel 38 and 39. May we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray for direction, we pray for guidance, we pray for revelation in our lives. And we exhort you, give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.